Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Weekender edition of the Muckrake Podcast. I'm Jerry Yates Sexton. I am in my studio. I'm no longer doing a phoner. I, I do have to tell you, Nick, um, I know the Weekender is sometimes a little bit lighter. I, I have suffered the crumbling infrastructure and transportation network of the United States of America, and I am salty. Hmm. Why do you hate America? Jared. Because it doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> All these because highways and byways? Come on now. The highways are crumbling. The byways have already fallen into the ocean. It's absolutely ridiculous that this country doesn't I'm I'm sorry, that we don't have high speed rail at this point is an absolute national embarrassment. I'm I'm ready to go today, Nick. I'm oh. ready to go. Well, we can go all through the, the, the catastrophe of trying to do high speed rail between LA and San Francisco because like listen, I have my beef trying to drive an electric car between those two cities last a few weeks ago. That was not as easy as it should have been. I, I can't even imagine. I am uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fit to be tied. Uh, a reminder, if you're listening to the preview of this, uh, I, I mean, come on. Come on. Let's go over to patreon.com slash podcast. Support the show. It keeps us ad-free. It keeps us editorially independent. It, it allows us to have a show that, that is real and honest. Go over to patreon.com slash podcast. Well, uh, wait, plus live shows, uh, Discord. Plus live shows. We got to do a live show. You want to maybe do one next couple weeks? But this is how we organize our the whole podcast. Yes, let's I do it. it. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, yeah, anytime soon. I, I was just thinking about that. I missed that. You know, I missed that that uh, excitement and energy we have when we're talking live. Let's do the, okay. So as soon as we're done uh, uh, on here, we're gonna we're gonna go and schedule that. So keep an eye out. I, I love it. I love that they just got into one of our meetings. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's that's the kind of glimpse you'll get uh, in the Patreon. <laughs> so on that note, speaking of meetings, uh, we got to start this thing off. Uh, the January 6th uh, hearing committee, whatever we're calling it, had, uh, I, I think, I, I don't know, Nick, if you've, you've heard this, presumably their last hearing. Uh, once again, and, and we'll get into the, the nuts and the bolts of this thing and reactions from it and, and sort of the, the, the larger uh, reaction to all of these hearings, uh, presented some more um, audio, some more videos, some more exclusive things, you, you name it. Uh, and then at the end of the hearing, voted to unanimously subpoena uh, Donald Trump to come and, and talk to the committee. We are obligated to seek answers directly from the man who set this all in motion. And every American is entitled to those answers so we can act now to protect our republic. In so, uh, so apparently, Nick, we got him. He's going to come in front of the committee. He's going to answer every single question, undoubtedly incriminate himself, get led out in a few good men type uh, uh, massive made for TV moment. And that'll be it. The The Republic will be solved. He might actually do it, Jared. Like, that, right. There was like report. I love By the way, the reports I love of like someone close to somebody in the camp, you know, Trump's camp uh, were saying that, yeah, he is really intrigued by the idea of bursting through the doors, you know, marching up to the whatever chair and then and, and getting, you know, getting in front of the cameras. Um, you know, they'd have. To, I, I don't know. You know. I can't figure that out. Maybe he would do that <laughs> at this point. I I will say. Okay, so the, there is one part of this. So a lot of what we offer, of course, on this show is like political analysis, like actual deep analysis. You know, with a little bit of a, a wink and a nod, right? But I, you, you're exactly right. Like this is the type of uh, uh, an absolute narcissist who is reacting to the January sixth hearings as television, as theater. 
And this would be, and, and, and here's the thing, Donald John Trump, if you listen to this podcast, I haven't seen you on the Patreon, but you know, maybe, maybe, hey. maybe, uh, maybe John Barron exactly. is a subscriber. So if you are listening, I can only say this, it would be one of the most highly rated television shows, maybe of all time. Maybe the maybe the MASH finale would say, you know, goodbye to not just Korea, but also its record. Get in front of the cameras. Give us a made-for-TV moment. That's that's the argument. I don't think it will happen. I, and, and even if it does, I, I, I have to assume that this will end up getting uh, just absolutely logged down in court. This will be something that goes back and forth, fighting a subpoena, if, if it'll even be fought, or going in front and, and taking the fifth. But Nick, he is such a unique narcissist that you're exactly right. This very well could be the the, the trap that uh, that he can't avoid. Have I have I told you my, my last MASH episode story? <laughs> no, I haven't? Okay, maybe we'll save it for the end uh, as one of those stories. That's a really good Nick Hollywood story. But remind me. But not, but nonetheless, I mean, here's the thing. Like, what would he do if he if he actually decided to testify? They would say, "Well, did you have a hand in planning the uh, in, you know, insurrection of the Capitol?" He goes, I, "I don't know anything about that." But what we really have to talk about is how the, the election was stolen. And then he'll just throw out all the lies he can. He that it's it's just going to be a microphone for him turning into a circus and him to just sort of just probably make up even more ridiculousness uh, about what happened around that day and beyond before. So that's that. That's the reason why you probably can't have him on. It's the reason why, like Liz Cheney, wouldn't let uh, Jim Jordan <laughs> on the committee itself. Um, so, so that would be an interesting thing. Obviously, they're if what, what would happen? What if he said, "Yeah, I'll do it." Obviously, they're going to let him, right? They can't just decide not to do it, even though they know what's going to happen, right? Well, so this brings us, I think, and and we'll get to the retrospective of the committee in in totality here in just a second. This sort of brings us to. Uh, this weird, surreal moment, Nick, because uh, let's be honest, this is all political theater. It has been since the very beginning. Like the the only sort of moments that like obviously we're getting things revealed. We're getting information that that, you know, has come from these investigations. But really, there's nothing to really stop this man from getting up in front of everybody and just completely derailing everything. And by the way, for Donald Trump, whose political star is fading. Right. I mean, what we've talked about it over and over. We've said, you know, obviously he has all this attention on him, these investigations. We've now seen the Supreme Court say we want nothing to do with your legal troubles. Thanks for appointing us. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we're ready to move on, everybody. Uh, we're ready to bring in the next person. Again, the system doesn't want Trump around anymore. This is a perfect opportunity for him to take the stage. It really, truly is. And you're exactly right. If he says anything besides the fifth, it's going to be a long, rambling, self-serving uh, monologue that could only, I, I don't know, maybe hammer, you know, maybe they maybe they can put down the gavel and make him stop. Um, I, I don't think that that's going to work very well. You know, this is supposed to seem like it's some sort of a legal hearing, but it is political theater and, and, and you are now inviting one of the masters of political theater into a political theater to see what happens. So you're exactly right. It could be a type of situation where um, you you might even regret trying to make this happen in the first place. Well, the other thing is he could he could detail everything he did that was yes. illegal and everything, and the yes. people on his side wouldn't even care. They'd be like, "Oh, look at how p terrible they're treating him!" You know, in the middle of this thing, they're gaveling him and whatever. That well, and those not are the just moments. his supporters. You also have to expect, what's Mary Garland going to do? 
Merrick Garland has basically been chewing off his fingernails every single day, just hoping that this will pass so he doesn't have to do something. Well, mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Like, this is a type of situation that I, I have to imagine the people involved with this are just kind of hoping that it just sort of, this is a, a, a fine end to the whole thing, and it just sort of dissipates. And, but, well, at least it would be exciting versus, like, the you know the snooze fest that we had yesterday in terms of a recap. I, I was... I got to tell you, I was getting really mellow <laughs> about an hour and a half into watching it. So, Can we talk about that, by the way? Because I, I, before we get into the actual sort of effect of this thing, and we've been on it from the beginning, I do have to say, and I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to strain my shoulder patting myself on the back here. I told everybody, they're never getting to, into donors, ever. They're not going to do it. They're not going to talk about who financed it, who organized it, who was behind it. Everyone said, oh, just wait till the end of it. I waited until the end of it. We've <laughs> yeah. seen it. They had no desire whatsoever to take on the actual problem. They pinned it all on Donald Trump. By the time that it's done, Nick, it is television theater. It lasted too long. It had these bombshell-like clips that were ready-made for online distribution. They did that, right? The whole point that happened after this was, guess what? Donald Trump was destructive, but guess who had the wheel? Nancy Pelosi had the wheel. Schumer had the wheel. Don't worry. Leadership had control in some semblance in some shape or form. But meanwhile, you're exactly right. It literally just it got to the point where we have been so inundated with not just january 6th exclusive footage and reveals nick the whole thing of donald trump is we've gotten to the point where it doesn't matter what's revealed it doesn't matter what new uh reveals there are it has it, it has reached the point of diminishing returns yeah that's a really, really great point. And then, you know, the, we all know what's going to happen. This this had the air of like, you know, you know, the end of like summer camp when you like <laughs> get together for the last time yes. and yes. you like kind of get in a circle or whatever. Like this is sort of what it, what it felt like is guess what? This is going to be disbanded, right? We know yep. it doesn't look like the, the Democrats are going to hold on to Congress. And so, the, you know, these guys are going to come in here. And by the way, they're going to create their own January 6th. They're uh, going to create committee. their January 6th, January 6th hearing committee committee yeah very well said uh that was not by the way that was not a glitch uh, in the audio that was exactly that's that right was supposed to be it's said. the january 6th january 6th hearing hearing committee <laughs> exactly so yeah. yeah so you know that that's the other thing it was almost like a little sad like you know they're not going to see each other again for a while or ever you know and they had a great time Stop while they were together. hearings had us a blast <laughs> yeah that's exactly right i mean it, it that's exactly what it felt like it felt like and and it's not it's not an accident, Nick. We know this. We're, we're television heads. We know this. You have summer shows, and they end right before the good shows start coming back. Mm. This is ending right before the good shows come back. They took advantage of this summer slot. It was TV executives all the way from top to bottom. And I got to tell you, it it, it ended, and, and it had its season finale. It had its cliffhanger. That's how they did this. They treated it like a television show. And I have to say, and you and I haven't, talked about this extensively donald trump is a dangerous person january 6th was an attempted coup that we absolutely need to get to the bottom of the only way you get to the bottom of it is you move beyond donald trump that's it donald trump was an avatar of all of it and and his personal peccadillos made it possible but i'm i'm so tired of talking about his dumb ass i am so tired of having conversations about his crimes because they are numerous and they never get punished and and all it does is expose the hypocrisy on everybody's side and on in this case you're right 
this was the end of a show that had sort of exhausted its its energy and its its kinetic push. I wish I wish that there were serious repercussions, but they have shown me that there's nothing that's going to happen there. Do you get the same reaction I do when you hear his voice now? Because we don't hear it hardly at all. Um, it literally is the nails on the chalkboard. I, oh. You know, and and like we're we're planning. I don't know how this sounds, but we're planning a party for the day that Trump is no longer with us. I swear to God, we we, we want to have a celebration when he's no longer. And you can you can define him no longer with us as, as any way you like. But uh, but again, the the point of that though is interesting, and that, that's what seemed to be the the motivating factor, at least for yesterday's hearing, was that without the punishment, then someone's going to take all these pieces which they've laid out really nicely, and then do it better. Right. Yep. There's not going to be any yep. way to this way. Now, then again, Trump could go to prison for the rest of his life. He could be executed as a spy, you know, and it wouldn't stop any somebody else from doing it anyway. That's the thing because they're going to think, oh, he was just dumb. He did these things. I'm not going to make those same mistakes. Yes. And they might be right. Yes. And they will get away with it. That's the problem is, you know, you can I think I said this before, but like, you know, authoritarianism uh, uh, becomes uh, takes over a country democratically. People That's vote part for of it. it. Yep. You know, and that's what's that's what happens anyway. So it's like I I don't know how you're ever going to dissuade this completely, other than just have enough people and have enough you know clean votes and 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 you know campaigns that will that will just keep them as a minority. And and you know like it it's really sad to me. I've been I've been on this I've been on this case now for six years. I keep expecting people to learn. I keep <laughs> expecting people to get better. I keep expect like that's the thing is like it, most of America like was really tuned out politically until 2016 when Donald Trump came around and they got terrified and things got weird. Well, six years is enough time to start noticing cycles and trends and trajectories. But you're exactly right on something. And it occurred to me the other day, what is the perfect metaphor for what has happened? It's this Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. How do you feel about that movie, by the way? You like that one? I love it. Love a it. great movie. Great yeah. movie. There's a moment, not to spoil everything, where Indiana Jones is like going after the 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 uh the cup, right? And like he's in the the thing, and there's like this hidden bridge, and like he realizes that this leap of faith is actually sort of like a camouflage optical illusion bridge. And what does he do? He walks across it and he scatters some rocks, right, so that people can see where it is. Donald Trump is the idiot who walked out on the bridge. And just everybody saw it and they were like, oh, 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 I, I guess you can just walk across that bridge. OK. And now they're done with him. They're just done with him. And they, they can do everything that they want beyond Donald Trump. He is the idiot who showed that there were no guardrails, that there were no consequences. And now it's time for the idiot to step aside and for somebody else to take over. It is all structured television wise, which is we've reached the end of that arc. Guess what? There's a new baddie on the horizon, and that baddie has to, by uh, by conventional standards, has to be more competent and more dangerous. It just so happens that that guy took a long walk before him. I gotta I gotta extend this a little bit longer because I think that the, the the more apt metaphor would be that Trump was the guy that would have chosen the very ostentatious cup, <laughs> oh, thinking absolutely. that was the, the cup of Jesus. Cup. And yeah. as we all know, what happened to that person in the movie? He chose. Unwisely, unwisely. That would explain yes. why he looks the way he does. That yes. he chose the wrong cup. Right. Although, yes. Although for some reason the guy just keeps ticking. He keeps living. He eats all these burgers and diet cokes with that have no effect. So, um, you, by the way, you did say something interesting to me when you said most of America wasn't involved in politics until 2015, and then figured he would never be able to win. Well, the flip side of that works as well because a lot of the people who were never involved in politics suddenly got involved to to back Trump. 
you know, and got really excited about it. And this is what's made the Republican Party, you know, is it the, the last gasp heave of the death rattle because they found a, a vein of, of voters that they didn't had no idea what were going to be, you know, engaged in the process. Uh, and then here we are because you see, I mean, this is the QAnon people. This is what but, they, where they were activated. But here's the thing, and, and this is, this is something that I didn't begin to understand until like I, I, I wrote the, the, the new book, the, the Midnight Kingdom. You and I are exactly right and we're exactly right that the Republican Party was dwindling in terms of support. And, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, like I'm talking about people who were like not just wearing Make America Great Again hats, but you know what I mean? Who were like going to Trump rallies and like, you know, putting up their hands in worship or like turning their cornfields into Trump 2020-24, right? Sort of things. The problem is that those are the loud and the proud Trump supporters and the loud and the proud Republicans. The issue that's at stake here is the rest of the country, a lot of people who said, oh, Trump is disgusting. I would never vote for him. I'll never vote for the Republicans. They are now entering into a new period where some of them are going to hold their noses to vote for the Republicans. Some of them are going to say, you know what? And I've heard this. I have had so many disturbing conversations over the past few months with people who lit- and, and these are um, these are professed liberals, Nick. These are people who are loud and proud anti-Trumpers who talk about somebody like a Ron DeSantis. And we predicted this, that they're just like, you know, I don't think there's anything really bad with him. You know, like I understand like his methods aren't great and he does this, but you know, he gets things done. And you know, during the pandemic, like maybe we did overreact to things and maybe somebody like Ron DeSantis showed us the way to actually do it. So I think what's actually going to take place economically, politically, socially is a lot of the people that we never expected to vote for the Republican Party. They're going to go ahead and do that to try and protect themselves financially. It's nothing that I didn't it's nothing I expected until the last couple of years doing the research I've done. Okay, I mean, I suppose the people you mean are are rich people already who right who have this wealth to protect. They are middle class. That's the entire point is the middle class will protect itself at all costs. And I will say. (laughs) You seem dubious. I think some people will go ahead and profess the the principles that they they want to profess, but I don't think that they're necessarily true. And you've been listening to a free preview of our Patreon-exclusive Weekender show. If you want to get in on all the fun and get that bonus episode every week, not to mention exclusive content, uh, live hangouts, question and answer sessions. We're even going to do some of these live so you can come and watch how the sausage is made. All you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash podcast. On top of that, you get to hang out with the Muckrake community, which are a really good group of people. So you should do that. That is patreon.com slash podcast. We'll see everybody next week. Thank you.